Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Etta Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we like to talk about all things related to mindfulness, meditation, Reiki, spirituality, magic, metaphysical, um, metaphysics, tarot, astrology, anything in that realm. Today our guest is Sheila. Hello. Um, she's a good friend of ours. We've known her forever. And Actually, since I was born. Known yes. For what, like 20 plus years? Oh, we don't, don't age oh. us. Oh, yeah, my bad. I've known them for forever. Um, yes. <laughs> don't age us. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, known them for the past four minutes. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, she, uh, she's pretty awesome. And yeah. she does a lot of cool stuff in the uh, spiritual realm, realm <laughs> I guess we could call it. Uh, so we thought we'd have her on just to chat about all of it. Dude, how'd you get started? How'd I get started? Um, dum, dum, dum. So I got started in the occult uh, accidentally. Okay. Um, I I technically practice uh, Discordianism, and I fell into that by chance uh, because. Now you have to tell everybody what. Yeah, what is Discordianism? Uh, Discordianism is what you do when you're trying to figure out uh, absolutely nothing at all. Um, actually, it's interesting because Discordianism, depending on who you ask, is going to be a different thing. Okay. Uh, no two Discordians practice alike unless they're telling you the truth mm-hmm. uh, or lying. Hmm. But, uh, like, there's a lot of interesting aspects of Discordianism that I like. One of the things is the fact that it gives you the freedom to pick and choose what works for you and incorporate it in your own, own means. And that's what I've been doing over the years. So it's just like... I'm a solo practitioner and I'm going like that nice slow pace for me. So it's just like in regards to some things, I'm a novice or a beginner or whatever you want to label me as. Or if other things I have more experience in, like in regards to my interactions with uh, spirits and the spiritual world. predates me becoming Discordian because mm-hmm. like I grew up Christian uh, I grew up going to church like every Saturday uh, up until I was like ironically 13 um, and I'll never forget I was uh, at church with my best friend uh, well one of my best friends mm-hmm. uh, Lakita and like we're in the sermon and there's just like something that was said and like, I wish to this day I remember what was said in the sermon where I was just like, you know, like, I just can't do this anymore because mm-hmm. I just get tired of lying to myself. And, like, I walked outside, like, I excused myself, and I just remember sitting down on the steps of the church and looking up at the beautiful sky and just, like, just being, like, like in awe at just how beautiful everything was. And that's when I started to like, read different, like, uh, aspects of, like, magic, different, like, belief systems, and, like, I stumbled upon Discordianism, mm-hmm. and it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit of an oxymoron, but one of my f- 
found beliefs is like finding balance and protection within chaos. Okay. Because that in itself is just like well, chaos is just all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to figure out a way to like balance and navigate through that. Like the world is unpredictable. Um, but just because it's unpredictable doesn't mean that good shit can't happen. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I never knew. I don't. I'm not familiar with Discordianism. That's you're the first time I've ever heard. Heard that ever? Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know the the name of your spiritual practice. I just knew that you were into cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You were the symbol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The chaos star. So it's um that. There's a couple symbols. It's on your arm too. Yeah. Well, this is a combination of symbols. The chaos star, yin yang, and the pentacle. Mm. Yeah. Balance. Protection, chaos, balance, protection from chaos. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you were 13 when you found it, or was it? did it progress into high school when you were, like, Discordian? Like, at? I, I don't remember when I specifically started practicing Discordianism. Okay. Um, like, I just started dabbling, like, in paganism and different aspects of the occult, like, when I turned 13, because, like, a lot of the stuff that was in the church and in the Bible just wasn't making sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I remember being super young and just telling my aunt, like, you know, like, I see spirits and, and like, I hear things. Like, and according to the Bible, people like me should be stoned to death. And I'm like, like, and I asked her, it's just like, why would I follow a book that that's saying that I should be stoned to death because of how I am. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't choose to to this. My life would probably be significantly simpler. Yeah. If if I didn't like see and hear stuff like this, like um. But it is what it is. Like I've always been able to to see, hear, and sense stuff. And that's just my normal. Um, one of the most interesting instances of like spirit encounters I had actually started like back when I was like four years old. Okay. And uh, I've I've talked to you about this before. Like this is when I picked up my uh, hellhound. Okay. And I'll never forget. I was spending the night at my aunt's house, and it was dark, and I was like trying to go to the bathroom from the back room. You had to cut through the garage into the bathroom. So like I opened the door and there's just this just gigantic like black dog with red eyes and he's just snarling, just watching me. So like I run to the bathroom, do my business and run back. And this Ooh. thing is just like snarling at me the entire time. And like ever since that day, like for years when I was a child, every every night, like I would be going to bed, and this dog would just be hovering beside my bed, snarling, growling, snapping, just like like threatening to eat me. And this went on for years and years and years. And like I don't know if I told my parents about this, and if I did, they probably didn't take me serious. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I remember one night I was just like laying in bed and the, the hellhounds. Again, I just remember just like 
being like, you know, like, you've been doing this for years, like, but you never do anything. Like, if you're gonna be, be here all night, just lay down, be quiet, and let me sleep. Mm-hmm. And, like, after that, like, he started to, like, chill the fuck out. Huh. And, oh, that's funny. He's like, okay. <laughs> and, like, uh, fast forward a few years later, like, I'm talking with, like, other folks that are into spirituality, and, um, he uh, gave me the notion to, like, well, since you have this, like, spirit that's attached to you, like, why don't you, like, create a spirit house and bind them and, like, put your, your spirit to work? So it's just, like, I did. Mm-hmm. So, like, I created a, uh, like, a dog skull out of Sculpey. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the recommended use for Sculpey, <laughs> And uh, I carved a symbol for my my hound's name. I'm not mm. going to give my hound's name over. Yeah, yeah that's for, fine. Yeah, for reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, it it definitely reined him in more. Uh, it's interesting because like his primary job is keeping me safe, mm-hmm. uh, including from myself and, and those around me. And, and keeping, like, my friends safe as well. And, like, it, it's nice because, like, I've definitely been in some situations where it's just like, well, that could have ended in tragedy or that could have ended, like, way worse. But uh, things didn't. Thank, thank the gods. Mm-hmm. But, um... Is it bad if, if you say, if other people think of the name or say it? Um, not necessarily, okay. I don't think. It's just something that I wouldn't necessarily want it to be public. Yeah, public I was just knowledge. curious. Yeah. yeah, she said the name before me. Okay, yeah. uh, now I was just curious. Yeah, um, because I like because you guys are like family. Yeah, I know. So, but uh, yeah, like, like I definitely feel that like binding him to a spirit house reined him in a bit, um, but I also kind of feel that it might have. Uh, nerfed his power a bit as well. Oh, really? Like, because, like, I noticed that once I bound him, he wasn't as intense Mm. as far as, like, energy-wise. And, like, I've definitely noticed, like, the farther I am away from the spirit house, the, the weaker his energy feels. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's bound to that item. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it, it's definitely been interesting. Um, he is not the only thing I've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen all sorts of different, like, shapes of spirits and, and entities. Um, I've had stuff follow me more times than I care to admit. A lot of the the spirits that follow me uh, don't attach um, due to uh, my my hellhounds presence. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of stuff is just like curious. It's just mm-hmm. like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What are you? And then it goes about its business. Uh, although every now and then I do have stuff that like is a little more um, infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, 
what has helped me in the past for like getting rid of like hexes, curses, and uh, and energies and entities that I don't want um, attached to me is uh, burning a rose thorn candle. So um, what you do with that is like there's a couple ways you can do it. You can either make your candle from scratch, or you can like just buy a candle and uh, put like 13 roses in it throughout, or rose thorns in it throughout, uh, etch on the side of the candle, candle what you want out of it, and like burn it all the way through. Like don't put it out before it's done burning. It needs to burn all the way through. Okay. Now these are, you just get a rose and pop the thorns off and yeah. put it in? Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter what size the candle is? Uh, ideally you don't want a seven day candle. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> You just sitting there. Because the candle has to, like, from beginning to end, the candle needs to burn. Like, you light it once, and you let it burn out. Does it matter what color the candle is? Um, from my experience, no. Okay. I like to try to use a black candle, Mm -hmm. because, like, that does, like, help negate negative energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've also used gold candles before. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. You can go to the magic store and get the fast-burning, like... Ones. So you jam the rose thorns in. Have you done that? Could you do that? Yeah, just in like a normal. Yeah. Um, That's what I did. Just like candle. But you want to you want to make sure the candle has enough space for at least the thirteen roses. Okay. Um, there's one for every lunar cycle. It's one for every lunar cycle. Yeah, one for every. Yeah. Okay. So. That's, that's, that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it, you were talking to us earlier about it it will clear clear out all energy, right? Like, it do- yeah. it won't just get the negative and, like, get something that you want around? Yeah, yeah. So you definitely have to keep that in mind because, like, it is for, like, removing hexes, removing curses, uh, removing things that are attached to you. But when you burn it, it, is not discri- it does not discriminate between positive attachments and negative attachments. It just, mm. like, it wipes the slate. It's just, like... Okay, stuff's attached to you. Uh, here's some scissors. We're gonna start cutting. Um, and when I'm done cutting, uh, everything's gonna be off. <laughs> Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so use caution. Yeah. Before you decide to do that. Yeah. Have you ever gotten rid of something that you wanted to keep? Actually, interesting. Yes. Uh, okay. when I first burned my rose thorn candle, uh. When I first burned a rose floor candle, I accidentally separated the bond that I had with my hellhound. Mm. This was like years before I bound him to a spirit house, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was interesting because I immediately noticed like he was not attached. He was mm. just like, but then like I also immediately noticed afterwards that like. I started noticing more entities and and spirits following me, Mm. and it wasn't until after I reacquired my hellhound that the reason why I wasn't being followed as much and stuff wasn't attaching to me as much was because his presence was warding off other other spirits. Mm. Wow. Can you feel him now? Yeah, a little. Mm -hmm. Like, he's kind of just chill. Mm-hmm. He's definitely learned to like chill out. The first time, like I wasn't, I did, I wasn't even thinking 
uh, about the uh, hellhound that was attached to me. I was just like, I just need to like get rid of this like negativity, this like any, because I was just having like horrible like circumstantial luck and everything. And like, I felt like a weight just like once the candle was there and burning. And um, as I said, like after I burned that, like I was just just like, Hmm. Hmm. Shit everywhere. Huh. Yeah, so you definitely use caution yeah. before and consult somebody. Yeah. Before you decide to do that, because you might really make a mistake. Yeah. Or a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Well, Sometimes they try. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, what Palo Santo will do negative energy. Dragon's Blood, I like because it does just mm-hmm. negative stuff and same with Palo Santo but I don't know if I read Palo Santo isn't it's not that good for the environment yeah. so you use it I don't know the details but I know that there's some environmental issues with that so it's overforested yeah, yeah. Um, especially with the oil so I don't like to recommend Palo Santo but I know Dragon's Blood will clear like just negative stuff mm, it's old um, fashioned sage I, I, anytime I've burned sage uh, in the past, uh, before binding mm-hmm. uh, uh, my my uh, hellhound, like it never messed with it. Yeah, hmm. but then again, like I, I also think that was because like it was attached to me, mm-hmm. and I'm also like keeping in mind that like this stays. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sounds like the rose thorn is like the like the artillery. Yeah, it's yeah. like the ultimate. Like we're gonna clear everything out. You're starting over. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does the rose thorn candle um, tradition come from? Like, is it based in? I would have to ask my one friend who I haven't talked to in years. Okay. Because she's the one that told me about it, mm-hmm. and I have no idea. Where, hmm. where, where it stems got. from. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, as, as a Discordian, like, I do pick and choose stuff. And I also work with my own intuition. Like, like certain things that I do uh, are in books because it's something that I do that works for me. Like, I have different, like, little meditation practices, little visual practices that, as far as I know, are unique to me and like what I do mm-hmm. like I have like banishing rituals that are similar to others but like the way I ex- execute them is it's my own personal flair that works for me um so there's that um but yeah like uh I worship like three three particular gods. Okay. Um, and two of those gods aren't associated with Discordianism. That's uh, Ra, mm-hmm. the sun god, and uh, Selene, the moon goddess, mm-hmm. and Eris, who is the goddess of chaos, who I consider my everything. I actually consider Eris um, my uh, goddess with uh, butterfly wings because okay. that's how she manifests to me. Like, she's this beautiful, like, dark-skinned woman. She has a blindfold on, and she has, like, these, like, massive 
like multicolor like wings mm -hmm. and like I think part of that is because in my mind like butterflies never know where they look like they know where they're going mm -hmm. like, ah. and also there's the uh, whole adage of the uh, butterfly effect which is an actual thing um, which refers to a science experiment where a scientist was like trying to recreate uh, weather patterns in a computer simulator and usually if you go back like three decimal places that's close enough in most math things but like when he did that like the outcome on the uh, weather generator generator was so vastly different that he equated it to a butterfly flapping its wings on the other side of the world creating mm -hmm. a tornado in Montana so uh, every hurricane season you have butterflies to thank um, <laughs> But it's one of those aspects of like, yeah, something minute might have a drastic effect that you you have has been completely unforeseen, but you got to work with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's why for me, she has butterfly wings. Um, and like, there's also chaos theory, which I know very little to anything about, because that's a, that's also actually a scientific uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like a lot of my personal beliefs is just like, yeah, like whatever the situation is, there's always a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. It might not be the best, but at least it's a way forward. And sometimes you have to backtrack and that's okay mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um... So where does she originate from? She's a part of Greek, Greek. mythology. Okay. Um, she was. Have you are you familiar with the story with the uh, golden apple? Mm -mm. No. Um, I'll come back to this when I when mm -hmm. I have it fresh, because I can't remember all the goddesses and gods that were at this party. Yeah. But uh, a bunch of like gods were invited to. Yeah, it was Greek because it was a party in Mount Olympus, and. Um, Everyone but her was invited, and she wasn't too pleased about that, so she got this, like, golden apple, and it had the letter K on it, and that K represented, uh, I want to say, like, uh, like uh, to, the to the fairest, and, like, the goddesses found this apple at this party and begun to fight over it because like they're like no I'm the fairest I'm the fairest I'm the fairest and uh it's gonna drive me nuts because like I can't remember the names in this story and that's important mm -hmm. that's usually how my memory works in the middle of the night I'll remember everything and be <laughs> like, um but uh they made this poor mortal uh choose which goddess was the fairest oh, goodness. to give oh. the apple to and I, I think that, like, was supposedly, like, what started the Trojan War or oh, something like that. Oh, I do like know that. the story. Yeah. I do know the story. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, this, you are the fairest. Have this golden apple. And Eris is back there just like... Because in Revet, they had a mortal choose it, and then in, in Revet, the, the one that was chosen, like, the gods chosen was, like, happy about it, but the ones that weren't chosen... Were pissed. Were pissed off, and they cursed the dude. Mm-hmm. And then that's what started the Trojan mm. War. Well, now we all have something to, like, 
dig into and do a little more research on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I apologize to any person who knows it well and just yeah. a loose memory. Mm. Okay, but so she's Greek mythology. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. How did you find her? You just did she come to you? Like how she definitely she... came to me. Um, okay. Cause like I want to say like I found out when I was just like reading a book and there's this like little snippet about uh, Discordianism or Discordia. Um, in the book I was reading, and, like, like I just thought it was, like, the funniest thing, and it really spoke to me in a lot of aspects. Because, like, one of the principles of Discordia is, like, if you are taking your belief too seriously, you're doing something wrong. Okay. And I would be surprised if there's some, like, I'm waiting for, like, you're gonna get, like, some, like, long-winded email about somebody who's, like, pissed about everything that yeah. I've said. It's just, like, as a Discordian there, like, like. Well, that's their problem. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, uh, I mean, we're pretty open podcasts. Yeah. I think our listeners are yeah. open-minded, I'd hope. But. Yeah, but, like, uh, but one of the things that I remember the most was there was this, like, card that you could cut out in the book that was this guy bent over with his butt cheeks spread. And he had an eye in it. <laughs> this is exquisite. And it was just, like, like dedicating yourself the Pope of Discordia. Uh, and, like, I just thought that was, like, the funniest thing ever, and I, like, dabbled a little bit more and more into Discordianism. Uh, there's, like, different oh. types of magic, chaos magic, but, like, that was, like, one of the things that, like, I liked. It's just, like, I I take my, my, my practice serious, but not to the point where I'm missing the point of personal growth and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, like, uh, belief systems like you're reminded to stay grounded like you don't want to stay to I don't know like in the spirit world or too caught up in that like other to the point where you like lose sight of like your physical being and enjoying like what's around you yeah Um, it sounds like that's what your you know your religion is speaking on Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty cool It, it sounds like it's not trying to like boss you around either no like, I feel like a, in regards to the company of my, my gods, like, I feel like, 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 kind of like a, the child, but not like being treated like one. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, no matter how old you get, you're always going to be your parents' little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like that, where it's just like, they give me direction, they give me aid, uh, they also point out when I'm being a butt. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've found more comfort in uh, my my Discordianism. Mm-hmm. Like, I was able to accept a lot of things about myself and, a, and the world around me. Because sometimes bad shit happens just because it happens. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, I remember as a kid, like, I, I blamed a lot of my childhood bullying myself it's just like oh god must be punishing me for something oh wow and it's just like no sometimes kids are just jerks yeah yeah free will gets in play yeah so like it helped me accept a lot of things and like make us make the best out of a bad situation like uh regardless of like i'm trying to think this this is an actual example in regards to to my life um, when my parents died, it sucked. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. putting it mildly. Yes. And 
one of the positive things that I took from it was was this because like I did a lot of people pleasing um, for my parents in regards to dealing with other family members mm-hmm. um, and it boiled down to like you know like I can choose who I want in my life I am not mandated to have anybody in my life that that is gonna piss in my coffee mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like that's okay like if if I want to step away from toxic family members that's all right yeah. and it, it gave me that notion because even though it was a tragedy it did give me the insight to know that like you know like now there's no reason for me to talk to people who I don't want to deal with Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think people should be selective about their company. I think oftentimes we feel like obligated to do things, not just like family, like friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You don't have to. You know, you can surround yourself with people that make you happy and have your highest good in mind. Yeah. Instead of like torturing yourself yeah. out of this like weird sense of obligation. Yeah. I also believe in loving people from afar. <laughs> like, I think sometimes there are people that you do love, oh, but sometimes you just need to have, like... It's one of those, <laughs> I need you out of my face so I can remember why I love you. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes I think it, there's situations like that, too. You're like, I, I just... Mm-hmm. I really do love you. <laughs> love you, but right now, I'm mm-hmm. gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. Okay, I have two questions. First, mm-hmm. um... How did you meet your other two? Like, how did you come to the other two gods? Like, did they show themselves to you? Like, how did you connect with them? Um, basically just because of the world around me. Because one of my biggest things, uh, and, and this is just, like, a personal, uh, mm-hmm. to, to folks that are arrogant when, or arrogant with their atheism. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Because I don't have a problem with athe- atheists. I don't have a problem with theists. I don't have a problem with um, agnostics. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, as long as you're polite to me, like, I have no reason not to be polite to you. But uh, part of it was just simply the fact that, like, I I can proudly say that I worship things that can be proven Mm -hmm. that exist. Like, I'm not going to get in an argument with somebody who's just like, you worship the sun god. The sun god doesn't exist. So it's like, did you not notice that that big ass ball of light that like passes our our earth or orbits? Mm-hmm. It's orbits now. <laughs> it orbits the planet. Uh, orbits Earth. It's just like I view that as a god. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you agree with that is irrelevant to me. Like I'm allowed to choose what God is in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a way for me to be like, my gods are real. My gods are the sun, the moon, and chaos. And mm-hmm. those are all things that are abundant. The, yeah. yeah. I was going to say a part of the human experience. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm not familiar with chaos magic. Like, I know what it is, but mm-hmm. I don't, obviously don't practice chaos magic. I just, I want, tell me about it. Oh, it is. I'm actually still learning a lot about it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said, like, I, uh, pick and choose from, like, what works. Uh, Chaos Magic is a completely, 
um, I don't want to say completely different set because, like as I said, I'm still learning, but it is its own thing. Because okay. I know there's... So it's um, not connected to um, your goddess of chaos? Uh, Ares. Ares, it, yes. I don't want to say yes and I don't want to say no, mainly okay. because I'm still learning. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, for instance, there is your hoodoo magic. There's mm-hmm. your voodoo magic. Um, there's white magic or, and or black magic, depending on, like, your flavor. So there are different types of magic yeah. that have, like, different purposes, different reasons. Same with chaos magic. Um, it's a different way of going about achieving a goal. I'm, I'm still learning. Okay. Uh, I know there are a lot of books on chaos magic. Uh, the one that I'm currently working on reading now is... And I can't remember the book name. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you remember, you can tell us. We can link, link it. it. Yeah, like, that's usually how it works for me. It's just like, there's a thing you need to remember, but you're going to remember it at 4 a.m. But um, now that it's actively on my mind, uh, um, I had, a, like, was meditating because I was having some, like, difficulties dealing with, like, my own emotions and uh-huh. whatnot. And... Uh, and um, Eris reached out to me and uh, reminded me of so- or gave me some information that like I I didn't necessarily think of. I'm not gonna read this whole thing unless you want me to. Oh, no, read uh, whatever you want to read. Yeah, oh, I gotta read through it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> might want to edit this little awkward chunk out. Yeah, and, uh, easy. Yes, I'll read the whole thing and then like we can go from there. Um, it's odd where some life lessons come from, and sometimes one has to break down and fall apart, not so they can pick up the pieces, but so one can evaluate the framework. I've had some misconcepts about what it takes to build myself into a better person. Vulnerability and fragility are just as important as strength and uh, perseverance. You can build a house with a strong foundation, but without doors and windows, it's nothing but a prison one chooses to live in. It is easy to overlook how important delicate things are, how important fragile balances are in the world. The wings of birds and bees and butterflies are the sole thing that allows them to thrive, but without their fragile wings, they'd wither and die but so would many other things in, the, in our world. Without the birds to sing their songs, without the bees to bring us f- food, and without butterflies to fill our skies, the world wouldn't last long. Regardless of what others might say, without the fragile things in life, so much, so much more in our hearts would be... I'm gonna say the word barren was supposed to be there. Our hearts would be barren, because apparently that's where I left off. That's it. Wow. So did you, was this like automatic writing or you were, you said you were meditating and that came to you? How did you? Like, uh, I was meditating and this came to me and that's, this is what I wrote out. Mm. Do you, do, when things come, do you usually record your meditations? Like anything that comes through after? I try to. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not as good as it, as I should be because a lot mm-hmm. of times my head's just wherever. Mm-hmm. But like, um. When she brought that to me, like, it, it did 
put on a lot of perspective because like like a house like if you don't have windows if you don't have doors it's just a prison mm-hmm. and um doors and windows like are, are the most vulnerable structures of a house and it's it's easy especially in in today's environment i'm not gonna go in, into too too much but like we're so quick to tear down what we deem as fragile. Mm-hmm. It's just like fragility is not to be equated as uselessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy to forget that because it's just like there are so many things that are, are vital to us functioning as human beings and as a society that are held together with the finite of str- the fine finest of strings and like mm. if we're not careful those things can be cut and yeah that's true and like when you think just society in general like what we value mm-hmm. it seems like we do um we don't value the like yeah. smaller things that are kind of gluing everything together yeah. um I don't know, I can think of, like, a lot of different... Like, the environment's a good example, yeah. I would say. Um, it is fragile. Yeah. We don't, you know... It's just fun. human connections, what human I connection, talked to, yeah. was just people in general, yeah. like, not caring about other people. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah. their impact on the world and on other people. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, you're more, you know we're put, we put values on people yeah. all the time. What, what are you doing for society? You know, that type yeah. of thing. Instead of just, like, why can't you just be alive? And yeah. Because, like, and like you said, like, and, and, like, we put values on people when we don't need to. People are valuable because they're people. Because yeah, exactly. They're yes. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Like, statistically speaking, the fact that any of us are here is, is mind-blowing. It's like a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. And, and um... I think a lot of it has to do with um, this twisted mindset of what productivity is. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many different things that, that, that people can contribute. Because a lot of people do kind of forget, you know, like, sometimes what makes somebody's day is just that, like, old lady or or, or individual who... No one ever sees goes to work, but they just hang out on their porch mm-hmm. doing whatever. Who who takes time to say hi to everybody? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's somebody's only connection. And I've lost count of how many times like I've had perfect strangers buy my groceries mm-hmm. uh, because like I've been short and they've seen me getting ready to put stuff back. And I, I can proudly say, like, I've had more um, instances of random kindness than I have had random cruelty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I'm not the most easily approachable person either. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, most people look at me and, like, they're like, oh, I'm going to cross the street now. Uh, You're not Thomas Moonigle. <laughs> they're uh, not going to ask you for directions. Hold on. <laughs> I'll describe you and you think she's tall, she has a lot of tattoos, 
She has tough. green hair. She's, she's very tough looking, yeah. And um, she's actually a martial artist. Just to add to that, like she can break a window, like fairly, fairly easily, fairly <laughs> easily. Uh, she's not someone you want to cross. No. Let's just say that. I, I, I'm nice. Like you I've had complete, nice. I've had complete strangers come up to me, specifically men. Really? Men usually come up to me and tell me it's just like, man, you look tough. I wouldn't want to pick a fight with you. I'm like thinking to myself, like, yeah, you're right, but like, that's so weird. I'm nice. That's so weird. I'll tell you this right now. No one's ever said that to me. I've lost count of how many people have just been like, you look like you could whoop somebody's ass. I'm like, all right. Like, like you want to challenge me, bud? Well, like, well, like this is the thing. Like, I'll be in like the grocery store <laughs> when people come up to me and say this shit. Is this a compliment? Is this a compliment? Am I getting hit on right now? Or is, like, I'm just trying to buy some tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> you just hold the fruit in your hand, like. Maybe next time that happens, I'll just, like, aggressively eat fruit in public. Just, like, ah! Bite a watermelon. You can, like, squeeze it. Or, like, throw a watermelon down. Yeah. And, like, I'm paying for this! And just yeah. st- stomp angrily to the counter and clean it up. Just just hold it. That's funny. That's so wow. weird. Yeah, like, wow. it's just, like... Like, I'm just, like... I'm, no, I'm pretty nice. Like, like, as I said, like, unless you piss in my coffee, like, I have no reason to, like, be a douche. Yeah. Sometimes I think people just expect everybody to suck oh too. god mm-hmm. i don't know how many times people think i'm mean because my face resting bitch face. i have resting bitch face but i'm really nice i'm really nice too i haven't gotten i wouldn't want to pick a fight with you i did get someone telling me i look i was sturdy i look sturdy That's, i don't know i was at a club too oh, so you, you look, look sturdy, sturdy. what's like, that mean i don't know so you've had er- errors Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make something Yeah, Eris. Okay, Eris. So she's come to you during meditation. Mm-hmm. Is it just an energy or a sense that you know it's her, or does she manifest um, visually? Because I know people experience meditation differently, and some people do get really yeah. hardcore visuals when they meditate. It, it For me, it varies uh, how I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the audio. Sometimes it's just, like, that sensation. Uh, sometimes it's visual. Uh, a lot of times I get all three. Okay. Um, when I was meditating that particular time, I happened to be like in a very relaxed place, laying down, eyes closed. So like I got the whole, whole shebang, and um, like it, it's it's interesting because like Ra has manifested for me, uh, Selene has manifested for me, and uh, like they've all given me different forms of advice. Um, one of the most interesting things Ra has told me is um, um, holding on to painful memories is like trying to build in hot sand. Mm. Like, you can build in hot sand, but all you're going to do is hurt yourself and have something that's eventually going to crumble. So why spend your time like building something that's not only hurting you but's going to be useless in the end when you can find an oasis. Mm-hmm. So like that was one of the most powerful things that he Jeez. said. Wow. And uh, cuz like 
it's hard to escape from uh, a painful past, especially mm-hmm. if you've endured any type of trauma, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you've repressed trauma. And the the hardest thing, and this touches on the vulnerability thing, is learning to be okay with letting go, learning to be okay with vulnerability and learning to be okay with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knows tomorrow. Yeah. But that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, today today might suck. Uh, yesterday might have been worse, but tomorrow's always going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it gives you a chance to have a new, slight new experience and, like, it's okay if the next day sucks. Mm-hmm. At least it's going to be a different. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to look at something and be like, uh, at least this didn't happen, at least that didn't happen, or at least this happened, or at least that happened. Like, it just, like, the fact that things are always changing, like, is important. Like, it's always important to acknowledge this. It's just like, tomorrow's never going to be the same, so that gives you a chance to... Yeah. Start over. Yeah. Yeah. Clean slate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What do you think you have like a strong connection to those specific gods and goddesses because of past lives? That's an interesting one because, yeah. like, Egyptian culture, you know, raw that's quite possible, and the reference to the sand and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you have such a connection because you might have worshipped strongly, you know, worshipped raw strongly in that time period, um, like during the Greek era, maybe those. Maybe those ones were the ones that in past lives that you really had a connection to. They've just been with you. Yeah, they've been with you. It is quite possible. Like, I will admit, in regards to myself and past lives, I do believe in past lives, I'll say Mm -hmm. that. Like, I I have no idea at what stage of, like, circle and incarnation I'm at. Like, mainly because I myself view myself as a collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most interesting, intense, yet creepy things that I've ever noticed about myself, and I was meditating, uh, I'd actually done, done a whole ritual um, to try to just like gather more sense of myself, and I was talking with the anonymity aspect of myself, and I, I can't remember the conversation exactly. But I remember that when he mentioned about me as a whole, uh, he elaborated how it's just like there's more than one aspect of me. And like the background behind him lit up like it was like the night sky of like thousands and countless of stars. But they weren't stars. They were eyes. And it was just like these are the aspects of yourself Mm -hmm. so it was it's hard for me to say because i personally feel more like a collective Mm -hmm. than just one individual Mm -hmm. yeah i mean people do say that there's all you know you have people who believe that they're like split and then they come together you know there's all fractured pieces of our yeah maybe I'm like Ermac I'll tell you something when this is 
over, I'll tell mm-hmm. you an interesting thing. Okay. The Metatron thing. <laughs> well, is there anything you want us to plug? Or did you want to, like, Oh, yeah. Us? Uh, plugging stuff. <laughs> my nose. Uh, no, not my nose. Um, I have some visual art on Instagram. Not a lot at the moment. I'm working on getting more there. But uh, Inculta Inc. Uh, I'm bad at this part. Cause I gotta look up my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember what it is. Like. We'll link it in the box. Yeah. It's in Culta Inc. And uh, check out my my boyfriend's band, Flock of Rawry. 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 Like a walrus. Like a walrus. Yes. Okay. There's more than one. Okay. I don't know where they came up with that Yeah, word. that's weird. Oh, well, that's cool. Check them out. Yeah. We'll link that down below, too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Links well, down below. Links yeah. down below. Go follow. Go like. Show some support. Encourage more art. God damn it. I, I do have some stuff that I'm currently working okay, on. Okay, good. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I got a little aggressive there. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Okay, so um, as usual, at the end of every episode, we like to send our listeners distant Reiki. Um, if you'd like to see that Reiki, all you have to do is be open to it. Uh, doesn't matter when you listen to this, it'll still come to you because Reiki transcends time, space, reality. We do recommend that you um, don't drive or operate any machinery and uh, you know go home, get cozy, and listen to the music. And then when the music ends, the Reiki session is over. All right, thanks, guys. Bye! <laughs> Bye!